overall financial literacy is the gateway to generational wealth. It was a brick by brick and a stone by stone. Rome wasn't built in a day, it wasn't done alone. See, the spirit is the merit and the mind is the home. It takes a whole village to get a child out this home, yes. To be a great man without good instructions, a surefire way to lead a life of destruction. Let's be honest, sit down and tune in. Put an hour of your life into some instruction. Salutations, my beautiful souls and spirits. You already know it's the man from down the block. You already know who it is, man. Call me Brown Adam, no relation to the rock. They call me Superman Clark Kent, flowing through the seas. But you know, already stay in the skies, floating with that type of ease. And you are listening to Menstruction, the place where we provide you the beneficial bricks to fortify the structure that is you incorporated. Man, the host today, let them know who you are, please. Uh, all right, Brown Adam. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Wakanda forever. I am Monta Aziz. Um, if you see me, you didn't. If you hear me, you didn't. And if you think I'm lying, I am. Uh, I am with. <laughs> I am with the soul brother of the West, the friendly neighborhood Aquaman. Never see him in a pool though. The means. <laughs> Who's friends with your girl and he not lying? The one, <laughs> the only. Well, lot of y'all leave each other. Get around the party, around the party, around the party, around the party. Yo, I'm embarrassed, man. Hey, my brother, listen, listen, man. We catch you in the mad shit, man. But we also catch you out on the streets, man. You already know who they listening to, man. Soapbox, nah. We already got him on the. Uh, I ain't gonna say all that, man. But that's my boy, man. But we got a special guest today, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We do, we do, we do. We have a uh, a very special guest hailing from some small town in Illinois. Very small. Uh, very small. Very some small. would say a cubicle with a Walmart. Uh, he is he's a very know, good uh, friend. Tom and Jerry's house? That shit bigger than this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Jesus. <laughs> he is a very special guest. One of my, really my first friend I, that I met at Morehouse, man, a really good brother, um, introducing Alvin Dawson III, ladies and gentlemen. Give a round of applause. Alvin Dawson III, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Oh, man. So uh, today, right, Alvin is my money man. He's currently on a full ride at the University of Illinois, okay? Going to become the first black accountant in the, in the county. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> He's going to have a movie about him in 12 years. Then he's going to produce. <laughs> um, um, but, nah, man. Um, now, nah, Alvin knows this money stuff. He's good at math. And um, he's going to take his CPA in a couple of months. Um, so, I wanted to have him on to talk about. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would take that test and Dick paid me. Well, man, I'll take it for two mil. But I don't got to take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing it for free. <laughs> I need the book. And I don't want to take it. <laughs> right, right. You need that joint. Um, but yeah, AD man, he got a secure job with a top company, and I wanted to have him on to talk about financial literacy, and um, not only because he's my money man, but you know, I think it's important to talk about it in the black community, and he comes from a long line. He's the third Alvin Dawes in his family. So he has a good sense of legacy and money and stuff like that, being the older brother. So I wanted to bring him on and have that conversation, right? We're, we're less enlightened in the math spectrum. Uh, and you the one that got me money. He, he the one that helped me make money. I said, bro, how much I got to do? He said, all right, bro, 10 cent here, 10 cent here. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to bring him on, man. So today we're really just going to talk about uh, the basics of financial literacy, why it matters, and steps that we can take to improve our financial literacy. So, um... What is financial literacy? Now, before we go around and kind of talk about what it is, uh, I Googled it. Um, and according to Avestopedia, I even know this little thing. Uh, financial literacy is the ability to understand and effectively use various financial skills, including personal financial management, budgeting, and investing. It is the foundation of your relationship with money, and it is a, long, a lifelong journey of learning. 
Um, so what do you what do you have to say that definition, AD? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> it's pretty spot on. Um, the lifelong learning part is something true. The top, um, top top investors there are. I think like Warren Buffett, all of them. Um, you know they didn't know the shit. Um, coming out the gate, you know they 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 did what they needed to do. They you know went in there, they tried something, they put this stock in, took it out, sold it for this much, um, bought another one. You know, see if it saw if it worked out or not for them. Um, overall, financial literacy is the gateway to generational wealth, which uh, is why I think it's so important and why I think it's needed in the black community Um, because generational wealth is something that we don't really think about that much Um, and something that we need if we want to kind of get get ourselves out of um, certain situations and it just starts with you know something easy just simple like just you know you work at McDonald's Taco Bell whatever saving your paycheck, 20, 20% of your paycheck, 10% of your paycheck, whatever, to your savings account. And then just letting that, um, letting that grow, let it, letting that grow, keep on going until you get um, a bigger job than that. You know, you move into retail or something while you're in college, you know, and you save that. Then you have some savings that you can, um, you have to um, possibly get a car or get, um, loan um or um invest in some stocks or anything like that um it's just generational wealth is just a small part um and something that can help grandkids down the road like future 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 um people that we don't even think about but we don't even know that um are going to be around in the future um hopefully you know it, it was like seven degrees the other day now it's like 30 so <laughs> so we hoping we hoping but uh but yeah that's just what financial literacy is to me it's just the gateway generation of wealth um and to me it's that's the way to truly be um to make it in the world for you and your family absolutely absolutely well, Lottie, what do you what do you think when it comes to financial literacy what are the things that come to mind for sure yep um Immediately, I think of, you know, quotes that are used in promotional materials such as make your money work harder, you know, than you have to work for it. You know, like, what is your money doing? And when Alvin brought up having that in a savings account and letting that accrue, you know, I was just thinking of that, especially with investments and things such as that, like learning the skill or the language that is financial literacy. Um, we have a family friend who is uh, well-versed in it. She's, I believe, a doctor. Uh, but, you know, she got that information. She got her education within financial literacy. And she's working with um, a bank, you know what I mean, all that type of stuff. But every now and then she comes to our family, sits us down. And I feel like it's about once a year. And she'll talk to us, a great friend of my grandmother's. And she's the one who pa- who passes us the pamphlets. And the age range in there. You know, when it comes to my family, like not even just my immediate, I'm talking like the whole side of my dad's family, you know, it'll, the age range will maybe be from like one to 52, right? And everybody in between. So I feel those are the type of conversations we need to have as well. Having those people, if not immediately within the family, having somebody around us who can teach us, who can put these seeds in and come back to us yearly to make sure we're following through on this so we can have that generational wealth just like Alvin has said. So that's immediately some of the things that come to my mind. No, absolutely. I, I mean, it really comes down to uh, knowing what you're doing and, and really understanding what money is, what currency means. And people think that money is just for spending, right? And for buying and consuming. I mean, black people are the highest consumers. I mean, um, it goes, uh, one of the highest consumers. I mean, we, I mean our consumer spent, consumer to, uh, the selling ratio is, is really, really uh, disproportionate. And it goes back, there's this uh, clip from the the 50s, I believe, and it's called <coughs> Selling to the Negro. And it's a it's a tutorial on how to sell to us. 
um, different clothes, how to approach us and things of that nature. You can see it like in Foot Locker, they're probably going to come to us first, even if uh, the white boy comes behind us or maybe another race. Like, people know what it is. But we and Eric Combi, they're not going to notice us from like Eric Combi and Fitch, which is probably, I don't know. But like, them stores like that, it's, it's a, it's kind of like the SAT, not the math section. It's a cultural bias. So I do find that interesting. But really, people need to understand what money means, uh, not just about green and not just about having it. So when it comes to that, right, the fundamental concepts. So I think that spending versus selling, um, <coughs> buying versus uh, buying to sell versus buying to keep. Right, Jay Z talks about buying art. Right, that's something to keep. That's an investment, or we talking about an investment that is going to accrue. Right, and then you dip out. Um, a lot of people just watch Wolf of Wall Street, or like they just hear about things. But what are some things, Alvin, that you think that are some kind of misconceptions and also some building blocks that people need to understand about being financially literate and about money in general? Um. that you need time with it um basically is one of the the biggest things um especially with people that are real new to it um as people you know we we see something we want it we want it like kind of like right now um and we're not really patient with it um and i feel like to take the time to understand, okay, I'm not going to see this progression that I want to like right now, maybe within the next like five years or so, I'll see within the next maybe 10, maybe even 20 years or so that progression, um, is something that, um, it's something that, that you need to, to know and understand. And also that <clears throat> going to mess up, <laughs> but you're going to, you're going to mess up too. Um, whether if you know you're trying to go the investing route, the um, real estate route, um, any any way source of that, uh, those prospects, um, nothing is is um, is to a T. There's no straight way how to do it. There's ways you can do it, um, and that you could try to follow. But you know you are different from other people, so you have to find what fits you, how you want to save. And um, just learn as you go. Look at a mistake as um, a learning tool, and go through it like that. So, hmm. all right. So you talked about uh, patience and, and understanding. Um, you know when to go for things, when not to go for things. What are some examples that you see amongst um, not just our people, but people in general when it comes to? money some things you see people make a constant mistake like it's a certain product or a certain thing that they always do when they either come into money or don't have money that you feel can be corrected that's something that can be worked on almost immediately or just something that if people actually had the patience that you said are required to be financially literate it could kind of work over time for me i think fads i feel like if we stop trying to buy something as soon as it comes out and chill out, let it ride. I mean, that comes with video games. Everybody knows video games, you're not supposed to buy them when they come out. I mean, everybody knows that they've got glitches, and you really should wait a little bit. <laughs> Cyber, cyberpunk, <laughs> cyberpunk, cyberpunk. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't corral your video game developers in a, in a shed and make them work uh, 24 hours. Um, no. <laughs> so, yeah, in that, in that respect, what are some things that you always constantly see that you feel can be worked upon in, in this community uh, that's really about global consumerism and about um, really GDP and buying and selling and stuff like that? Um, how would you say um, kind of just jumping at the it was talking about like investing wise jumping at the newest the hottest thing, the hottest product, the hottest um, company, kind of going out the hottest way to to get money um, is is one thing. Because as you see, um, people jumped at like the NTFs, the Fordex thing, because that was the hottest thing um, 
going around and like, oh, you can make quick money like that. And so people, again, weren't really thinking of the long term or the, um, the patience of doing it the right way. They just wanted the return fast. Um, were you? Were you just wanted, I'm sorry. Were you talking about NFTs? Yeah, like uh, uh, forex and NFTs. Yeah. Okay, got you, got you. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. I would say. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah. Um. And so, as you can see, it's kind of it's. Uh, I don't know what I don't know about MTS, but I know forex pretty much dying down now, and it's just kind of basic. What's left is just basic. Um. Is is basic investing, and that will show that you know the the right way is the long long term um, waiting and um, not jumping at the right um, at the hottest thing right away. Um, so that's what I have to say because I know watching one um, video, I don't know the exact like numbers anything, but um, it's like for our community, come back what you said, Monza, um, the black dollar like stays within the black community, like less, less than, less than a day, less than 24 hours mm -hmm. while you see like the white dollar Asian, um, Hispanic, I, I think even believe will stay within their community for at least a week or so. Mm -hmm before they circle around into the white community. So it kind of shows how like we are so quick to just hop on the um, the hottest thing because we can't even keep our own dollar amount within our own community, mm -hmm. you know, less than a less than a day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So. And and Monsa, I'm gonna let you go. Um, go but honestly I want to say the same thing to that point as well, you know, when it comes to the black dollar you know, as to where is that going and who we are spending that with. And I definitely do feel that there is a division uh, when it comes to our money and the circulation based on who we're getting our groceries from or perhaps who we're spending with for textiles and fabrics. You know, in the, mo in the most recent Atl and final Atlanta episode, you know, spoiler free, there's a monologue about you know where the money to laugh we spoil it. we spoil it <laughs> huh we spoil it because this when this drop it, it'll be at the end of the year so by that time if you ain't seen it whatever we spoil it i was going definitely oh, going to talk about i just okay. saw it Alvin, i know i was saw it. i just i just finished the season today we gonna talk about Popeyes. <laughs> well that's perfect all right so <laughs> our lovely cast of characters alfred Ern, van and Demetrius. Darius. Darius. Yeah. Darius. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. So Darius isn't, isn't there, but you know, they had this sushi joint ran by this black man who studied under the Japanese, you know, master, right? And they don't like the food. They're like, yo, this sucks. This, that, this, that. We don't trust him. But the monologue at the end of the day, he's like, yo, y'all want to go over to Popeyes, right? And get something that is, that is, what do you say, uh, Aunt Jemima? You know, it's. <laughs> passed off as being about us for us and directly from us when it's really by some Italian man sitting in his, you know, coop or whatever. Family, yeah. But you feel me? But when it comes to a black man doing something, you know, such as replicating or perhaps innovating within this culture and learn from said culture, then if it's not Japanese people putting their hands on sushi and it's a black man, then y'all assume that it's dirty, right? And he even made the, the Queen is Slim reference. I mean, y'all remember that. Where he said, yo, everybody lined up for nationality, but the restaurant was empty. It was all about spending with the black dollar, but the restaurant was empty, man. And last thing, I'm going to let y'all go. But <laughs> when the kids was coming out of Popeye's, man, they was doing that crazy stuff. They was doing something wild. <laughs> that, that boy was violating that backpack. Man, man. Was, <laughs> man was going ahead, bro. I said, yo. Violating. But he said, look, that's our future. Being battered being being battered and served right back to us mm. being battered filleted and served right back to us he meant that as a metaphor of of course you know I me mean, the food and the recipes the culture but also the youth you know so that tied that tied in nicely i just wanted to bring that up y'all go ahead yeah nah, he, no he, that, was, that was good 
<laughs> yeah, no, nah, I just saw that joint. Like, so I was, I just thought about it, bro. I was crying, bro. I really mad. They tried to be Inception, bro. I said, all right, yeah, like, <laughs> right. Why y'all trying to not? be Inception? <laughs> like, yo, come on. Like, right. I'm like, is she thick or not, bro? Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> is she thick or not, bro? Come on. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> and I, I, already knew, I already knew they wasn't gonna tell us, bro, because that would ruin it. <laughs> it would ruin. That's it. how Atlanta is, bro. <laughs> I said that explained the damn ghost. <laughs> and explained the damn. Um, I, I, that whole scene is really great because it's a nation of Islam, brother. Yes, that it comes is. out. It's like the end of Belly. It's the end of. When it, when DMX goes to kill fake Farrakhan, and he gives the whole speech, and then DMX like takes off his glasses, starts crying, and then walks away. Um, I thought that was funny, and now nah, it was real. Like we assume, like we look down, like when we're selling water, we're selling oils, we're selling T-shirts. We'll buy Gucci real quick, or we won't buy me. Like yo, I'm selling under under Dharma. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mm, you feel under diamond, bro? Like, it ain't gonna cost 30? Yo, you just bought 200 pairs of shoes. You living in a studio with five kids. Like, you can't buy a 30 or under diamond? It's like, um, like, it, 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 like, back in the day, man, it's like, I don't know if we're ever gonna have a FUBU again. Like, it's like, why is there only one FUBU? Right now, billionaire boys club is like Fubu, but it's more like you got to be able to buy that. Fubu, everybody had that mug, right? It's making a resurgence, but I find it odd that we support things that we know, but the moment we try to go outside that microcosm, right? It was a soul food spot; we'd be chilling. It's not that big of a deal. What he's selling is sushi. We associate sushi with Japanese people, right? But the funny thing is that we'll eat fried chicken from a Chinese spot, right? Well, eat that Chinese spot. That joint hit. I don't know what they put in the goddamn fried BCJs. chicken. <laughs> Come on, man. It joint hit. Wait, <laughs> with the fried rice. <laughs> it hit. And it's the irony of we may see a black face, but it's a white hand that's that's puppeting. You know, so that's a definitely interesting commentary on familiarity, right? We won't go outside and try to risk ourselves to invest. We want to be comfortable. We want to say, yo, I know Jays. I know this. I'm not trying to buy the 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 uh the Hakeem fours or the woke brother sevens right I'm not trying to buy I'm not like how many things do you really do we really buy at Market Friday like you know what I'm saying like it's more like it's more like it's more like looking looking leave Friday you know what I'm saying like no yeah like, for real yeah. <laughs> like what you got going here brother keep it up you know what I'm saying um yeah for those of you who don't know Market Friday was a thing that happened at Spelman we went with the Morehouse and it joined at Spelman. Uh, every Friday, we have vendors and food and stuff like that. And like most street markets, you know, you walk through, you may cost something, you may not, but most of the time, you don't. Um, but if it was full of Nike and all the other stuff, yo, everybody just be selling out, selling Champion, out, selling people out. people would be jumping at it, yeah. Champion, on, bro, bro. you would be gone. And I, and I think it speaks to the, um, what do you call it? Um, the, the, institute, the institutionalization of commercialism and capitalism. To the point where we are boxed in because we are told to be boxed in, right? Mm. Like, it seems that the rich have unlocked the freedom that the poor need to have, right? Like, you ain't, you don't never know what Steve what Steve Jobs was wearing. You don't know what Bill Gates be wearing, bro. It's 300 plaid. You wearing a $300 plaid? It's just plaid, though, right? Jay be wearing the regular tees now and stuff. Um, uh, No jersey, just a... A crisp pair of jeans and button up, you know, like he said in the black guy. He was like, "Ain't nobody got time for that, bro. We're not wearing double X classic uh, jerseys no more, bro. We're not trying to wear all that." Um, and I think it also oh, goes to yeah, right. Like it's like, bro. Like I learned that. I said, "Bro, what? I'm out of here, bro." Like once I realized that nothing mattered, like I started like I'm. I like New Balances. I'm rocking New Balances. Like, I don't. I don't even like Jordans like that. They're not comfortable either. I'm like, bro, I'm wearing New Balance. Like. I'm wearing A6. I'm wearing, like, a different shirt. I'm wearing a regular shirt. Like, when I start, I mean, I was like McMill, bro. All I wanted was some polo and some shell tops. And I wasn't out here trying to sell rocks. So I just really wanted them. And and when I finally got them, it was like, oh, snap. But I was still fat. No one liked me. And, like, I was still the same guy. But I got polo and shell tops, though. And it's the, it's the imagery of... 
like the rap videos and, and the just music videos in general and the commercials. It's like, yo, bro, you got these shoes, you got these clothes, bro. You the guy, you the you the girl, you like the of the moment. And you're selling consumerism to kids, mm -hmm. uh, to people that want to be uh, involved, right? That's why we associate hip-hop with clothes, and that's why when people wear stuff that we associate with us, right? When people wear J's across the border and Nike, stuff like that, it's like, yo, that's our stuff. Not really. We just took it. We took Adidas. Adidas wasn't made for us. Run DMC was yes. like, yo. <laughs> but he was like, oh, snap. Yo, we got to wear that doing, bro. Run DMC says so. Like, um, like who who's rocking uh, Reebok? Al Iverson? Oh, gee, I got to get the Iversons, right? Man, rocking Reebok before, but it's like, yo, Iverson, right? Um, the Nike phone pods, it's like, it's all about branding, right? Yeah. Like, even with the non-so-popular shoes, it's just like, put a name on it. Slap a name on it. So I think yeah. that is an interesting point. What you going to say, Al? <clears throat> um, no, like, that was real spot on, just because I think as a community, black community, we always, we always look up to, to people, always, always want to look up to people, um, and right now, we only have athletes and rappers that we choose to look up to, and, you know, they're just, they're just people who just want to, like you said, fling money around. Um, show off their stuff, wear, um, uh, wear the chains, you know, have the nice cars. So they want to be like that, want to get money quicker, um, and um, and be like and be like them, which is kind of the thought process that goes people with investing a little bit. Because if you're an investor, um, you might only want to go into the big companies that you know everybody invests in, like Apple, um, Apple. Uh, Facebook, um, Spotify, McDonald's, like those big companies, but nobody really takes the time to do the research to look up to look at small companies that are coming up that might um, uh, might be the newest thing uh, investing wise that will make you that money. That's what all you know these white white investors and white people are doing. You know, they're, they're you know yeah they're investing in the big stuff, but they're also um, going in and um, doing the research and looking at, you know, the small, uh, the small company that nobody really knows about. And so take the time to do that will have us, will have you personally um, do better with financial literacy and mm -hmm. saving stuff. So that's what I got to add to that. And, and I, I want to note as well, thank you all for your beautiful points, um, that it is a self-fulfilling prophecy or even a hamster wheel. We don't support our own, you know, for the Market Friday example, you know, let's say I'm out there selling art, but, you know, I got a fragile spirit, you know, it's my first time, all that. And I don't sell nothing for like the next three, four weeks, you know, or however many times I try that rather than continuing to sell art or pursue my entrepreneurial goals, right? I'm going to go work for somebody else who most likely doesn't look like me, you know? And there's most likely nobody that looks like me that can offer me a job because they didn't, you know, or perhaps weren't motivated or supported to start their own business. Therefore, you know, as, as a hypothetical example, black businesses cannot exist without black people in a sense, right? And if that is the case, then that means we're always going to be working under somebody who doesn't look like us, who maybe and most likely is taking that from us to use for their own personal benefit, but using us as the face of it so that we're able to attract more people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah so go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I was about to say, so I mean, just in that term of financial literacy, you know, I mean, I love what Alvin has to say. I love when he mentioned that it's not linear, it's not a linear um, path to being more skilled in it. But we also do have examples that we can cite in our own lives. And, you know, just for the culture in general, it's important to just slow down, you know what I mean? And like Alvin said, it requires time. Just taking a look around, you know, and saying, recognizing your own habits, routines, or even preferences, you know, saying, oh, well, damn, do I go buy some Under Armour instead of some Under Armour from Shaquille down the road instead of Mikey down the street? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
You said me, Jesse. That's all I gotta say. Monster, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think that goes into right the second part of we touched on it, but why is it so important? Like, why is financial literacy so important? And Patrice O'Neill, I might click this, and he talks about white dollars in terms of movies, and I've talked to both of y'all, especially Alvin, about non-white dollars and what Black Panther now will Wakanda forever, which I think is gonna, I, I think probably gonna bypass it possibly, but. What I'm explaining is that now Hollywood understands with Black Panther. Black Panther gave Hollywood what we've been known for a while, that non-white dollars matter. And they're going to trump white dollars if you give them the chance to trump white dollars. And what I mean by that is non-white dollars is not majority dollars. Because in reality, in the future, it's going to be everybody's going to have some color. Like that whole, this whole thing is going to, like I think they said by some year, everybody's going to be mixed with something. Oh yeah, by like but twenty fifty is like yeah. the average kid is gonna be like mixed mixed with something. Something. Yeah, yeah something. So white, yeah. So but not like, like actually mixed, not like, you know, like two percent. I'm two percent. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> like a daywalker. You're gonna have a bunch of daywalkers. Another conversation. I'm dead. Um but yeah, that goes into the why it matters, right? Um, right, non-white dollars and what I yeah, so that's non-majority dollars. Black Panther did that, right? It basically it solidified what we've known, right? Black films have made money, right? Boys in the Hood started an entire genre of films, right? Boys in the Hood proved that in the nineties, right? And so we have to keep telling Hollywood, like, yo, non-white dollars matter. This isn't just a foreign movie thing, right? And so when Black Panther broke a billion and they're like, oh, we got, yo, what? It's been out three weeks? Sequel. Let's go. Let's go. They said non-white dollars. Like, people are going to come out. Miss Marvel, Shang-Chi, non-white dollars matter. But we forget that non-white dollars matter. Our dollar matters. But, right, right? But it, but it matters right for the moment. For Queen and Slim, for Selma, right? For the moment, it, it matters, right? But we're not understanding, like, oh, snap, our support matters. But movies are fun and entertaining. Trying that sushi restaurant or trying this black skydiving agency or a black swimming network or a black gym, right? They, don't, they only got a couple of machines, but it's getting there. But that that doesn't seem right. Like, movies are entertainment, whatever. But if we applied the nine white dollar strategy to other things, that it could work. That's why it matters. If you understand how much your dollar matters, how much you matter as a consumer, then you can start making change. You want to make change, it's all about the money. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr., Nat King Cole. Mm. Um, they're, they're one of the biggest backers, especially Sammy Davis Jr., one of the biggest backers of the Civil Rights Movement, economically speaking. But Oh, they got a lot of backlash because they were very calm and they were still doing their thing on TV because no one sees it, right? Um, same thing with these celebrities, right? They're, even the rappers and the athletes. Yo, know, a lot of these cats are doing different things behind the scenes. They're investing. They're building up centers. They're doing this and that. But everybody sees the chains and the cause. It's like, you do understand it. Like, they're trying to be sufficient. They're going to retire soon. Like, LeBron balls because he wants to, not because he has to. That's true. Athletes are now moving into we want to play, not we have to play, right? We're moving into once we retire, we're going to be ESPN and we're going to chill out. Because back in the day, yo, you done. I mean, back in the day, they was working other jobs all season. Yo, you just want to chip with your name. <laughs> I got paid bills, right? <laughs> it's unfortunate because they were throwing money even in like the 80s and the 90s. A lot of these football players are injured and they're like kind of like broke because they don't really know what to do with their money when they had it. So I think it's really important that we have to understand how much we are worth and not just come with someone. That's because I tell you, not because someone else tells you. You need to know. Research it. Research it. Not only did we build this country, right? We are funding this country. So we need to understand what we're funding beyond getting your tax refund, beyond trying not to pay taxes. Know who you're voting for. Know how much taxes you're getting taken out of. Where are these taxes going? Loki going to uh, not teach slavery in schools. You pay attention. There, there's bills that you not the bills they want to get rid of slavery. You want to get rid of civil rights. Read, read, 
crazy. I saw that the other day. That was crazy as a mug. Read, man. So it goes into um Yeah, so I mean we kinda talked about, you know, like uh people, you know, like in the media and stuff like that and spending money versus not spending money. I think um not getting specifics, but definitely like the good and bad of TikTok and YouTube, right? Like you see the influencers that are showing their um accolades or their bunny or they're trying to talk work. But I know out if you see any of those guys or you know, women or stuff like that, it's like sometimes they're doing what they actually are talking about, sometimes they're talking BS. So kinda of walk me through how you feel when you see like those those influencers talking work. You just it's sometimes you like, all right, yeah, like this guy capped or this person's actually doing something. Tell me about how that dynamic you feel affects you, but also you feel like it's affecting this this next generation really. Because we're kind of in the middle, we're learning, but the next generation is just seeing all this TikTok and YouTube. Really, TikTok now, TikTok's their YouTube. And they're like, oh, snap, I can get rich off for a minute video. Forget school, right? Forget this. So tell me how you feel about that and how you've seen it affect uh, this generation and possibly the younger generation, right? Your younger brothers. Um, Younger generation, I can't really speak on. Cause my brothers have kind of same work ethic as I do, yeah. or yet better. Um, <laughs> so yeah, your brother is great. The way we grew up, we all grew up on the same thing. But I can see, cause I, I saw a few um, articles and stuff saying, you know, like you said, people want to, kids want to do YouTube, um, uh, do streaming, um, like you said, make TikToks and stuff, cause they see, you know, the quick, the quick value in that. Um, quick money, um, which to me, I'm like, you know, if that's, you know, your passion, you see something going into it, then, you know, then, you know, do it with, with purpose and everything, but, you know, just don't have that be your main, um, main source of income going around. Um, there's a lot of people on the internet, like the internet, Everybody can agree the internet is fake. Like you, people want you to see like what <laughs> what you see. So, what people showing you about you know their job? Uh, oh, you know I'm living in New York with you know this beautiful apartment. Um, you know I only have to walk a couple feet you know to uh, to my job. Like you don't know if they were just in, in their friend's apartment or <laughs> or if that's where their job or like they were just you know. Walking into a, a, a big, beautiful Starbucks or anything like that. So you just, you just, you just don't know. So you just have to again um, do your research and just know like what's out there for you. And kind of going back what Mike said about knowing your worth um, is another thing too. Because people say, "Oh, I don't want to do a nine to five um, working wise." I'm like, you don't have to. You don't want to. But being with a um, company or starting off with a um, with a company can help you forward with um, find out how to get equity within that company. Um, that's something that you know just popped into my mind from my dad, who worked um, in a company for for a long time. You know, since I was born up until like two years ago, and um, left because another company offered him kind of same amount, a little bit more money, but also equity within the company. Mm-hmm. So he was like, okay, so, you know, stay with this one company, like, you know, give me money, like, yeah, you know, I'll be able to take care of the family and everything like that, or get equity where it will help me in the long run where he'll be able to, you know, take care of me and my brothers, you know, down the road and also our kids. So it's that, that, that patience and long run thing that we don't realize because, you know, nobody really walks into a job being like, hey, can I get equity within this company? Um, you know, they just work, have, you know, tell them what to do, they do it, and, you know, either they leave or um, or they stay. So it's kind of, it's, it's stuff like that, thinking, like, outside of, of the box and doing your research, what you can do um, that will help. And for some people, YouTube might work out. Um, a lot of times it's not, but you, whatever you do, you need to know or need to figure out what you're going to do to keep it going 
and so it doesn't just run out and you're not 70, you know, scrambling, you know, still working. You don't have any money. Yeah. If I could just speak to that equity portion real quick, because I love that. I love that, man. You know, and I think it's seldom that I even hear that, you know, um, a job offering an employee, you know, a stake, you know, at their company, not only for their work ethic, but the time that they put in to where, you know, just like you said, man, you can be 70, 80 and have all that come into play. You know what I mean? And not only just the paycheck, but the time that you put in, you know, now you got stake within this company. Now you, you know, your time matters. Um, so no, I love that. And also, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, I've definitely made it a point never to dish out on those working nine to fives because everybody has a different path and everybody's going to enjoy something different. And both can be easy and both can be excruciatingly difficult. But at the end of the day, you have to pick your heart. And just like the entire topic of today's podcast, are you financially literate? And do you recognize what and especially why you're doing something? And is there something better that you can be doing? So I'd rather, you know, if I'm making a scene memes on Instagram and stuff saying, you know, heading back to your nine to five after making a total of $200 within the six month span of your business, right? It's like, that's possible, you know? So what is the best decision for you at the end of the day? And just like we keep bringing up, Alvin put it so amazingly, it's not linear. It's not linear for anybody. There's no one way to do these types of things. It's a journey and you have to learn and try at the end of the day. But absolutely. And Alvin's point about the whole home thing, I think about MTV cribs and I think about how many cribs are weren't those people's cribs. Like, uh, and I and I and I think about I mean like Redman was the realest one because <laughs> he woke up oh, what up? It was what's up and he just walked them through like it, it was just the way it was. It wasn't like Christine's like in my two bedroom drawing like it is um <laughs> that's so funny and i think that uh shout out to the roots what they do because that is a music video making fun of music videos and consumerism so mm-hmm. check that out if you haven't checked that out right it's like uh mercedes it's free 300 miles you just drive it up to the house and then it's like the estate running out for the day uh i remember my first i was watching soldier boy growing up my mom was like, that's not it. That's the, And she just ruined it. She was like, that's fake. That's fake. That's not his car. Them, da, da, da. Them girls, they're there for the video. Da, da, da. I'm like, dang. Like, a lot of stuff we see is a is a projection of fantasy. And mm-hmm. people want to project they want, they want to make it look good. Like, right. Yeah. Mom wants to see something and be like, oh, damn, she's kind of ugly. Like, and I see her <laughs> down the street. Like, <laughs> Right, it's like is it? Is it like really? Okay, it's just what I am right now, but bigger. Ah, uh-huh. like um, yeah, right, right. And I think that um, the biggest thing is that um, you know Jim Carrey said that you know his success didn't equal happiness, and that people chase money thinking that that is equivalent to happiness, but it's not, and. You find people wanting money, not needing money. And I think what really matters is you need to know how much you need versus what you want. And if you really a hustler, yo, you'll hustle that nine to five. And you'll multitask, right? You can do it. Stop going out. Stop watching TV unless that's part of your grind. Unless yes, that that's giving you something. Stop watching movies. Or, like, figure out what you have to do, right? I got to work out. I got to pay bills. I got to do this. I got to do that. Well, a lot of these uh, tongues about to pop out of his mouth. What you about to say, bro? What's going on? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey. Coming at me crazy. <laughs> yeah, hey, I was going to interrupt you real quick, man, on that point. Of, on, on a Gary Vee quote that I like to say. You yeah. Know, everybody may have a nine to five, man, but if you are really looking to start your own business or do what makes you happy, you got to ask yourself, what are you doing from five to 12? You know, like if it matters to you, you'll do your best to make time, you know? Even if you are dead tired, even just take reading like two or three pages out of that book you really want to read on entrepreneurship every day. He going, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, good. you know, just 
<laughs> yeah, but just upon just on that note, I just wanted to mention that quote. You know, you have a nine to five, but more importantly, what are you doing from your five to twelve or your five to nine? What are you doing when you get home? And like Mitwansa said, on your weekends and day offs. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, is is it the, the mama mentality is real? You may wear the shoes, you may wear the shirt, but only few will really abide. Only few will abide. Yep. All of us on this call about it. All of us have seen each other about it. I like like Alvin's not my money man because the motherfucker can do math. I can do math. I, I can find I can find somebody to do math. He about it though, and I tell him, well, I the same thing. He's not just good at drawing. He about that drawing life. He's about that spiritual life, and there's a difference between eyeball and ball is life. So you gonna be there at the gym? Or is the gym just going to be with you? And the same thing with money. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to be wealthy. You're going to be rich. Right? And wealth is not just about you. It's about your community. It's about your lineage. It's about how you are. Wealth is a mindset. It ain't physical. Right? You're going to buy all, all the stuff you never had when you get rich. Then you ain't wealthy. You just a broke boy that got some bread. Just got bread. That's it. <laughs> and he just trying to make a subway with it. Message. Eyeglass. <laughs> Message. Um. Eyeglass. <laughs> Man, think he's special. Um. So in regards to that. Right, I mean Wu Tang said it best. Cash fools everything around me. Green get the money. Dollar dollar bill, yo. Like they said it best. That's why this matters at the end of the day, right? So Alvin, tell us some benefits. I mean, you, you touched on it early on, really. I mean you touched on the whole conversation early on. That's a true Morehouse man right there, always on time. Um what uh <laughs> What um what are some more personal benefits you can attest to that you've gained by being financially literate, especially this early on in your in, in your life? You know, you're you're in your early twenties like us. Um, one of the big benefits is being cautious on everything that I do for the future. Um, and I just mean like. Like for my family in the future, I know down the line, you know, right right now, you know, young and bald, um, but down the line, you know, family and all that will come, whenever. But it's knowing that I want that, and the type of life I had growing up, and I want my kids to have a better life, um, growing up, um. And just taking that, knowing like every decision I make, school wise, money wise, and everything like that, will either add to or hurt to that um, that thought that I want. Um, so being financially aware, wanting generational wealth, happy, you know, thinking about the future, and just thinking about not down the future. Something that I start up is something that will run off down the road when you know I'm not even here, but the Doss family will strive because of the work that I put in today. Mm. 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 Love it. Mm. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Act three, ladies and gentlemen, uh, steps we can take to improve our financial literacy. So, uh, senior gloss for the viewers and us, how can, how can we start? Start to take a hold of our financial literacy. Start moving forward, right? This is our last episode of the year, so a lot of people either want to go to the gym or they want to make more money pretty much for the new year. So how can people start to flourish in 2023? Um, you know, like, you know, kind of starting now, but really flourish, being financially literate. What steps can they take towards that goal? <clears throat> um, I think the biggest thing... Uh is your your why and why why you want to want to the first thing 
that's your ground point to keep you going through the journey because there'll be ups and downs going through. Um, so once he figured that out, um, then, you know, taking the time to um, know your, your, um, your spending habits, the good and the bad, know, um, take that time to understand them and, like, see what you can cut out, what you can cut back on, um, and know, have goals for yourself mm. kind of for the year, being like, okay, if I'm going to cut back on this, then I'll be able to save this much and then um, keep on adding to that once you meet each of those goals. Um, it's a great way to um, start out. And then um, read. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of the, the biggest thing. It's kind of just, just read or, you know, watch um, YouTube videos. Um, I don't know myself, myself, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head on like good, faithful um, YouTube videos, but I know they're a lot more useful, a lot more helpful than um, the TikTok um, guys out there. They'll have um, uh, all examples, easy ways um, you can do it, um, and maybe even give you ideas to say that you didn't even think of down the road. So I think if you take that first initial step, understand your why, um, know how you're going to do it, um, and then commit to it, um, it's a great step. And then knowing that there will be ups and downs along the way. It's not a saving money. Money in general is not a, a fun thing to, <laughs> to, to go through. It's, yeah, it's, it has to stuff. <laughs> it has to stuff. So just knowing that um, and Take chances. Take um, chances. Any, uh, I know you was reading, a, a, remember you was reading a, a book or two. Do you have any names on the top of your head of any books you recommend? Uh, let me see. Yeah, I, I'll give you a second. Um, on that point, a uh, little story, me, AD, and, and Justin, uh, you know, we... We was in this uh, apartment uh, senior year, but in order to do that, we had to save. And AD's the one that told me about the 10% of every check put into the savings. And that's how I was able to pay for the apartment. And that was our why. We wanted to be out the dorms. And that motivated me to continue to work harder, right? Because I had to work for my savings, but I had to work for my present situation. So saving is good for you. Like AD said, you just really got to push for that why. We got to deny for that why, right? You know, in a relationship, you have to deny for that why. You have to push for that why. Um, you know, you want a car? Can't go to the club right now. You can't just go frivolously out to the movies right now. You want that car? You want that car. So I think that's a great point. Um, yeah, like use YouTube for knowledge, right? Don't always use it for entertainment or mindless watching, right? Everything's a balance. You spend an hour watching me and spend an hour reading up on something money, working out, um, how to expand your mind. It's all about balance. So definitely I'll say what's up to that. Um, well, do you got anything that you've read or that you long time you had that might be fruitful to the uh, people? <clears throat> uh, shoot. Yeah. Um, besides the wonderful points y'all brothers have made, um, one book that I'm currently finishing is start with why by Simon Sinek. I've been telling everybody about this book and we keep using this phrase of why, why, why he has a principle, and I got it up on my wall. Let me just glance at it real quick. <laughs> but you know, within this three layered golden circle, you have why at the center, you have how in the middle, and you have what as the outer crust, right? So, and when you start with why, then the how and the what will develop. You know, whether it be how you will make this money or how you will accrue these funds and what that will look like, whether it be at Starbucks or the strip club, whatever that is, right? You got that why intact and everything else will align and you will reach your goal and you'll have motivation because you won't be out here aimless. So that's a book that I recommend um, mainly 
just use that one foundationally and uh, take it from there. AD, you got your book? Um, I know there are others. It's like honestly making me mad of <laughs> the ones I can't come up with. <laughs> but one that um that a lot of people recommend is uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, which advocates for financial literacy, financial independence, and building wealth through investing in assets, stay investing, starting on businesses, as well as increasing one's financial intelligence. Um. So yeah, I know everybody that I've talked to financially has always recommended that book. Um, but yeah, that's one I think come up with right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good book. <laughs> right, so, so yeah, I, I thought about it. I said I because I didn't I didn't think about it. That's on me. But I was like I I should have I should have told you ahead of time. But it's all good. Um, for me, it's Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter by uh, Curtis Jackson, aka Fifty G Unit. Um. <laughs> regardless of how you feel about 50 or whatever yo 50 is a real one and that book I, like I read through quarantine changed my life he talks about um how he built that power empire how he got that deal with stars um haters and managing your money i mean think about where he came from and where he is now i mean longevity a lot of kids now no 50 from power. They don't even know 50 was a rap. Like, they only know 50 was a rapper because people say that. But there's going to be a generation that just knows 50 as this mogul, right? So that's a great book I recommend. Um, and then on, on uh, whatever yourself, it's like, it's an ex- expletive, but I think it's, uh, it's like Gary's, Gary F. John, will I? Is it Gary? Uh, I remember the title or the author, but yeah, you got it. Yeah, Gary John. Um, he's a, a life coach. It's like unexpletive yourself. That was also a great book, just on getting to know yourself, um, and uh, getting to understand yourself. Um, so yeah, we have reached the end of the conversation train. Um, Walati, would you recap the uh, ride for us? <clears throat> for sure. In a final end of the year thesis statement, we talked about what are the basics of financial literacy, why it matters and steps we can take to improve our financial literacy. All right. Thank you. So, Alvin, um, any other parting wisdom besides the greatness that you already have uh, told us? And if you want to be found, where can the people find you? Um, again, guys, this is all just um, everything we said. Um, it's not all just linear, like um, Lottie said. It's all up to you, how you want to save, how you want to go about life, um, everything like that. If you you know have a passion and you want to make general wealth through that, you know, go for it. Find your way. Um, you just have to have the mentality um, and the hustle to to do it and the drive to do it. Um, can find me on Instagram. A underscore DOS3. Um, professional email, uh, DOSAlvin7 at gmail.com. Any questions, anything like that. Um, but yeah, guys, that's, that's all I got. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Um, this is the last episode of the year, like I said. Um, before I close out, well, Lottie, do you have anything you want to uh, say? Um, yeah, just finally, man, uh, love yourself and that goes beyond self-care, but the things you ingest in media relationships and the decisions you make for yourself, make sure they are acts of love, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time. That's all. Absolutely. We encourage y'all to make some changes with your money management in 2023. Don't wait until you're a millionaire to think like a millionaire. Ah, yeah, yeah, Um, so that's inspiration. Walati and I uh, put on to y'all. Uh, take everything with a grain of salt, uh, and find your path. Right, take you know, take what you want from us. If anything, take what you want from other people, but pick and choose. But make your own path. I, I saw a clip from Orson Welles, and you know he's like a pioneer in filmmaking. And he said, stop watching films. He said, the worst thing you can do when you're making media is to consume it. 
You watch too many movies, you'll become the movies you watch. You'll not have an original thought. Your thoughts will become what you consume. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. And another famous screenwriter and filmmaker said, it's better to read, like, at a certain point, just start reading. That's where ideas really come from. So I thought that was interesting, because a lot of times when you study stuff for film, they're like, watch, 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 watch. But I do find myself like, I like that, I like that, I like that. Now, Tarantino makes it, and now, you know, he was some homage, Tarantino makes it done well, but a lot of times he can come off of stealing if you don't put your own style on it. So I just want to posit that to people. So, uh, well, Lottie, we close this out. Yes, yes, the end of 2022. This has been another episode of Menstruction, the place where the men of today build the structures for the men of tomorrow. We love each and every one of you. Peace. Cash moves everything around me. Cream hit the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Cash moves.